Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. The midterm elections now 24 days away. And already the specter of elections past is forming. In Blue, Colorado, the Democrats' Secretary of State there, are you ready? Sent out postcards encouraging people to vote, including, perhaps especially, 30,000 illegal aliens who can't vote. Or perhaps I should say aren't allowed to vote. Or better, they aren't legally supposed to vote, but who knows what will happen in Colorado. The problem came up when the Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, said the mistake occurred after her staff compared a database of residents who had been issued driver's licenses to a list of names from the controversial Electronic Registration Information Center called ERIC, accused by some critics of being funded and run by left-wing activists. Colorado news reports say the incident is now under investigation, but didn't mention by whom. And so it goes. And a surprise decision by the U.S. Supreme Court gives me hope that this election just might be different than 2020. Even fair. The high court overturned the Pennsylvania-based third U.S. Circuit Court, the appellate court, the Supreme Court ruling that ballots with any flaw at all, no matter how minor, cannot be counted in elections. Hallelujah. And... The Russians, of course, are keeping up their missile barrage against Ukraine. These strikes called the worst since Russia invaded Ukraine. And now NATO and the U.S. are rushing missile defense systems to Ukraine. That war now almost eight months long. To take up all of this, we have with us a great American, a terrific journalist, a foreign correspondent for much of his career, and best-selling author of the outstanding books, The Plot to Overthrow the President, and the permanent coup. Lee Smith, great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. With all that's going on, let me begin with a missile barrage that Putin has now unleashed against the Ukrainians. Your reaction? Yeah, I mean, I mean my, my reaction is um, I, I do think that this conflict probably could have been avoided. I think that um, I think we're <laughs> we're pretty far in now and it's getting more and more dangerous it's getting more and more dangerous every, uh, every day, both for Russia and Ukraine, the that region, and and for the United States. It's uh, it's it's extremely worrisome, especially given the given the administration now at the helm of the uh, of the world's greatest superpower. It is it is deeply frightening, mm-hmm. and I can't help but one metaphor comes to mind, and that's. Uh, the the little brother on the playground who starts picking fights so that his big brother can bail him out. Uh, that looks to me like what Zelensky's doing, running his mouth off, talking about, uh, you know, the weather's fine in Ukraine, but a little cloudy over Crimea when they hit the bridge. Uh, uh, you know, and then the next day, I mean, what did he think he was doing? Uh, 
acting like a like a punk. Uh, it's ridiculous what we're watching here. The billions that are being thrown into Ukraine, uh, he is being as irresponsible as his military is being dogged, determined, and effective. Hmm. Uh, there's a friend of mine, I, I wish I could claim credit for this observation, but a friend of mine and a colleague said, uh, up until now, this conflict has felt a lot like the war going on in the background of 1984. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have much insight. First of all, naturally, we have Ukrainian and Russian propaganda, but these are two parties at war. But the fact that the United States, that we have so little insight into this, I mean, we, we, we said there, there are always American war correspondents who are going and reporting from somewhere and filling us in on what's happening here. This was so distant. We had no idea what's going on. So I think that's one of the things right now that's um, that's augmenting the sense of surprise. And uh, the recognition that this is a very dangerous situation, right? We hear different things like uh, 5,000 dead Ukrainian troops, uh, 4,000 dead Russians. We really have no, no insight into this. But now uh, with missile barrages and with a blown up bridge, it, 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 it's, quite, it's quite clear that this is, a very serious, uh, this is a very serious conflict. A very serious conflict. And uh, you raise a very important point. Corporate news is just that, propaganda emanating from ABC News, you name whichever outlet, CNN. Uh, they're running a, a corporate budget. They're not going to be covering it with embeds and yeah. uh, in-the-field correspondence because that's very expensive stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot better to hold forth on uh, left-wing woke talking points uh, using your anchors uh, at each of the uh, the anchor desks at all of those uh, corporate outlets, it, it is, I, I can't think of another time in which we've had less coverage uh, on any conflict than we have on Ukraine. The best reporting that we've heard here on the Great America Show, uh, it, it, coming from uh, Robichaud, Chris Robichaud, who is an outstanding uh, veteran, uh, it just uh, it's just an outstanding observer going in and mm -hmm. rescuing people there in Ukraine. His reporting and his insight into the Ukrainian people and their determination and the, the Ukrainian military proved to be the only exact and accurate uh, statements that we heard in the early months of this conflict. Uh, it, it's remarkable. Lou, I just want to underscore what you said, because what you said is so important and it explains so much of what we've seen over the last several decades. I mean, this is how, how I understood Russiagate, right? N no one who was reporting on this nonsense about Donald Trump being a Russian spy or whatever, none of these people knew anything about Moscow, right? None of these people right. knew anything about Russian foreign policy. They didn't even know anything about New York City. They were all on the national security beat in Washington, D.C., who were taking leaks from uh, past and present security officials. So what we're seeing now is, a, a as, as you say, a corporate media that is, uh, that is not only financially bankrupt, but is morally bankrupt, right? So that's why we, we have no insight into this at all. And this is one of the problems, again, we've seen for the last 20 years, because the news media is driven by it's driven strictly by leaks meant to uh meant to shape political outcomes and that's what we're seeing here the american public has very little 
ability to, to see or understand what's going on. I mean, we, we remember, you know, even the publications that, that I think you and I agree are, are often contemptible, like the New York Times. The New right. York Times even, I, I mean, they had people like John Burns who were there, and we can disagree with a lot of their conclusions, but I mean, they had people on the ground who were saying, this happened here, this happened there. They were speaking with, you know, they were speaking with officers, they were speaking with troops. Right now, again, nothing. And that's because of the nature of the media, how it's transformed itself over the last, since Iraq, actually. That's what's happened. And and now this missile barrage, we're told by uh, the these media outlets, uh, it will be simply the first episode of Putin's so-called revenge. Uh, it, it's... It seems that we have now a a different shape and uh, and sense of the conflict in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And the terrible thing about that is we have a president who is not fit to lead in peacetime, right. let alone wartime. Right. And, so, and no, I mean, now the different decisions that are, I mean, clearly this should be we, we have an election coming up in less than a month. Clearly, uh, his 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 leadership. During the uh, through this through this conflict should certainly be that should certainly be part of the referendum uh, that should certainly be part of the referendum as we're coming into this in less than a month. But again, because because we have so little insight into this, so little reporting, I mean, we, we may be heading into real trouble because of the Biden administration and Americans, again, have no have insufficient information to be able to make judgments to, uh, you know, to uh, on behalf of futures and fate of themselves, their families and their communities. It's, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. And and I can't help but bring up the wag the dog proposition that uh, is in the background and mm-hmm. people don't want to talk about it, but it has it's at the very least subtext if it isn't actually defining in this moment. And that is. This looks like it's being engineered in some ways by the corporate media as a distraction from everything going into this election. And I frankly don't take any of them uh, at face value nor trust uh, trust at all uh, their reporting on this because of the stakes that are so large in this, what is now likely to be a wave election for the Republicans for what has been a dismal uh almost two years for the Biden administration and the Marxist Dem party. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, I, you know, we, we, we recognize that they've been lying through polling. Uh, you know, they can censor as much information as they want. That's actually, by the way, how, how I understand um, their, their fury at uh, Saudi Arabia for not pumping more oil, right? They basically wanted, they want OPEC to censor or to block the effects of Biden's disastrous climate change agenda, right? But people are starting, people understand what's happening. People are understanding what's seeing. And so I am very optimistic about what's uh, about going into next month's elections. What continues to concern me, and I believe that we spoke about this last time, is that, um, you know, I, I mean, they, they still, these are vicious uh, anti-democratic fact. This is a vicious anti-democratic faction, and I'm concerned about what they're going to do heading into the election. And and my number one concern is is that they're still going to try to charge Donald Trump 
in order to de- in order to destabilize America. So I'm, my my optimism is is mixed with concern here. Yeah, and I think many, if not most, of us share your concern. Uh, concern because we know that the Marxist Dems have already demonstrated uh, that they're in control of the Democrat Party. They're in control of this president. They're in control of the deep state. Uh, there is no such thing as a permanent bureaucracy. It is the deep state now managed by the left. Uh, and the Marxists are winning and winning big. They're in control of every aspect of government, uh, save the Supreme Court. And with John Roberts there, that is a tenuous uh, statement at best, I guess. Uh, so we, we have much to be worried about and, and very little, frankly, uh, to to cheer when we think about going forward into this election, uh, being assured of electoral integrity. I have no doubt that Americans are no fools. They understand they've got to get rid of these these mo- these monsters that they put in the White House, that they put in charge of both houses of government uh, and and the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, and the only and the only tool at hand is that vote. Uh, it is uh, it preys on my mind, uh, and uh, I pray for a for an honest outcome. But I also know the odds right now are are difficult. It's terrible, isn't it? I mean, you're I mean you're I mean you're describing something that I think. Uh, Outside of our founding fathers who had who had fought and defeated a tyranny, I think that most Americans since that uh, founding generation would have the idea that that there were things to fear going in, not things to fear. Uh, I mean, certainly it's a shift in power, but the idea that corruption uh, would play such a large role in an upcoming election. I, I mean, it, 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 it's a shocking thing. And um Look, you you were saying that, that you know you're 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 concerned about lots of things. I mean, I, I I mean, I think our greatest resource has always been and will continue to be the American people. And so, yeah, I'm concerned going to the elections. I'm I'm concerned everywhere I look now, whether it's on the you know w- 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 whether it's abroad in Eastern Europe, whether it's China, who appears to be uh, making a, a a larger and faster move on the United States, thanks again to its partners in the Biden White House. So there's lots of reasons we're concerned. But I mean, the, our, our resiliency um, and strength is, is, is the American public. And they, and they do see they do see what's going on now. And fundamental to that democracy, to this great republic is not only a concerned citizenry, but an informed citizenry. Mm-hmm. And the fourth estate in this country now is not informing the public. Uh, we've touched on this, but I think we need to also point out what is the what is the latest reporting from the Middle East? Mm. Why is it that Saudi Arabia chose uh, to agree to a two million barrel a day uh, reduction in OPEC production, and how is mm. that in alignment with Russia? Uh, even in the business press, there is very little discussion of that and its impact, uh, nor little note as to why Joe Biden thinks he can get away with announcing he will take another 10 million barrels of oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and that only amounts to five days right. uh, replacement uh, within, that is, replacement of the shortage would be 2 million barrels a day, five days, 10 million barrels. It's nothing. Uh, right. And yet we also know that a good portion of that, as before, Biden is making certain that China gets some of that oil. 
no one in the national media is even questioning these things. Right. Um, when that oil, the, the those 10 million barrels from the strategic reserve come online, I mean, we've heard them say it's going to happen in November. So presumably it's going to be the first few days um, in November before the election. How much effect that will actually have remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It, it, the other thing is you're talking about uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia as well as Saudi Arabia and China. The Biden administration, as Barack Obama before him, has done virtually everything in their power to drive Saudi Arabia toward Chinese, uh, toward China, um, toward Russia. And, you know, and I speak with a lot of a lot of people still in the Middle East where I worked for a long time. And the Saudis, I know, are extremely concerned. They don't want to they 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 they, they want to be partnered with the United States, not with China. I think the one advantage, uh, the one advantage that we have, well, first of all, the fact that we're led by an insane, by by a faction of insane people, right? Who, 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 who you know, who, who think upside down, and at at the core is a very sane and 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 responsible citizenry. So our foreign adversaries, as well as our allies, of course, understand this. What the strategic uh, um, or what America's center of gravity is, it's people, but. If you look at how hard uh, Biden and Obama before him have tried to weaken the United States abroad as well as at home. And that brings us back to what's happening, what's happening in Ukraine. But it's not just there. It's also in Asia. It's also in the Middle East where we see Biden wanting to restore the disastrous nuclear deal with Iran that Donald Trump, thankfully, uh, withdrew from. And it, uh, it has been scuttled. So goes the narrative right now that that a deal with Iran, but we know better than that. We know yeah. that they're, it, they've gone silent on the discussions, whatever they may be, that are still taking place under the table and uh, away from the prying eyes of uh, even the uncurious media. We are at a we are now at an inflection point, in, in my opinion, Lee, in this country, where the the American people will decide to prevail, come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. for the good of the nation against a party that is expressly evil and intent upon destroying every fundamental value and institution of this great republic. There is no exception in what I said. There is no, but of course they are preserving this or that. They are preserving only perversity. They have turned national security uh, into uh, a a doormat. Uh, for whatever the ambitions and digressions uh, are that are uh, fantasized by either Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin uh, or the Ayatollahs. It is that straightforward, don't you think? Oh, I think it's a totalitarian faction. Absolutely. I mean, the idea that they they seek to infiltrate. And, well, you know, when we say totalitarianism, we, we may have spoken about this before. We're not just talking about using um, security services banishing people, um, though, though they do do that, right? They're using, they're using the intelligence services, U.S. intelligence services to censor people, um, to, to attack them, to go after uh, school parents, to go after protesters, to go after dissident journalists. So they're certainly doing that. But the other part is the, 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 the infiltration, the insinuation into every part of life, right? Whether it's families, whether it's the, 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 the bodily sovereignty, trying to impose, you know, trying to impose medical, ex, uh, experimental medical treatments on people. What, 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 
whether it's promoting the, the, the transgenderism stuff in high in, 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 in public schools and then putting these putting these poor vulnerable kids basically on a conveyor belt all the way into these you know into these horrible medications and surgeries these irreversible procedures that's what i mean that they, they, they want to find a way into every part of life whether it's families whether it's the individual not just not just uh, you know not just states and not just the country not just foreign policy they need to control every part of life and that's what makes them a totalitarian faction and universities the, the oh, yeah. national media so called are aligned uh, with the marxist dems the, the deep state uh, the far left of this country uh, there is there is they are trying to strangle decency uh, and american values from our society and any who would uphold those values that decency and the interest of the of the of the united states uh, they are, we are absolutely their foremost enemies and they do not mean us uh, no harm oh yeah everything they every the way that I see it is, uh, like Obama, Joe Biden doesn't really have a foreign policy, right? What he has is a domestic policy. They have domestic enemies that they project abroad, right? So this is one of the reasons why, why you know, why Biden has run reckless in Eastern Europe, because they, they spent several years painting Vladimir Putin as the, um, as the embodiment of all evil. Look, I, I mean, I... I Vladimir Putin is not a friend of America. He's not a friend of freedom at all. But it, 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 the, what the Democrats did by turning Putin right into the enemy of all things and basically forcing their hands in the situation—that's what I mean by they're projecting, they're projecting their, demo, their their domestic politics abroad and dragging the United States into very dangerous uh, into very dangerous situations. And and whether by in by intention, whether through the stratagems of both Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, for example, uh, the United States is destabilized at this point. Uh, this, uh, the polarization in our society, the alienation among those factions, uh, some of which you've described, uh, we are in a, mo a moment, I think, of, of the, uh, the maximum foment mm -hmm. of agitation within our society since the since the 1960s, I, I truly believe that, and I also believe it's true of of Europe. Europe is all but paralyzed. Uh, they can't make decisions about their economy. They uh, are struggling to deal with the concept that their their currencies are now under assault. Uh, in some cases, the view is that the United States is responsible for much of what is happening to them, but at the same time, they have contributed so little to the defense of Ukraine, and to the defense of NATO and Europe itself. Your thoughts? Well, no, I mean, and it's not just that. Look at the way that they've turned against their own citizens. Again, it's the same sort of climate change agenda. Look, I, 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 every time you and I speak, I'm always afraid I'm coming off and sounding a little Pollyannish, but I, I, I'm hopeful that what's going to happen this winter in Europe, look, the, the Europeans are in for a, a cold, hard winter. And I'm very hopeful that the Europeans will stand up and say, this is this is ridiculous. We have to hold these people accountable. We, we're, we're, we're freezing and we're going hungry. 
And these are the people who made these different decisions and made these different choices. So it's not just the Europeans will, will, will refuse to, to, uh, to defend the Ukrainians. They, are, they, are, they perceive their own public right, as assets to be harvested, which is, of course, the way the Biden administration and the Democratic Party sees Americans right now. Right. We're a source right. of wealth to be harvested. We're not people. We're not fellow Americans. We're just someone from whom they can take money, whether that's um, whether that's by, uh, you know, by, by doing surgeries on little girls, you know, uh, sterilizing little girls, whether that's through the climate change agenda by destroying the fossil fuel industry. That's all about transferring wealth on behalf of the oligarchy, right? Taking middle class wealth, soaking it out who work hard and putting in the hands of people who are, say, promoting the ESG agenda, uh, ESG agenda. Right. It's absolutely nuts. But again, I do think that 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 our fellow citizens are starting to see what's happening here. They're starting to see what's going on. I, I, th I think I think you're right. I couldn't agree with you more. I want to add uh, I know that you're concerned about uh, uh, being taken as a Pollyanna. I don't think anyone <laughs> listening to you carefully will will make that mistake. Uh, certainly, they should not. Uh, one of the things that is positive that's going on right now, mm -hmm. and, I, and I mentioned that, at least for now, the Supreme Court is an island mm -hmm. uh, in our federal government and our in the U.S. Uh, government uh, power structure. The Mar-a-Lago case, mm -hmm. uh, Fox News is reporting, uh, is now on the Supreme Court's shadow docket, mm. which means that they are preparing uh, to take on the case on procedural grounds for the raid on Mar-a-Lago, mm. uh, the issues of executive privilege, uh, attorney-client privilege, the issue of search and seizure, uh, and and. These are critical issues. They are without question. Uh, the, the president, the former president of the United States has standing without any doubt. Uh, it is it is looking as though the Supreme Court is prepared to do its constitutional duty and take up these conflicts uh, and uh, these abuses on the part of the federal government. Well, you, I, I, we went from I'm sorry to be a Pollyannish to now I'm going to brag. Um, I, I, I've been saying since uh, at first I thought the raid was about January 6th, trying to frame uh, Donald Trump for January, on January 6th things. And I still think that may play a role. But then I started to do a timeline um, and I said, no, wait a minute. This is a response to um, Russiagate and the Russiagate documents. And there was an article over the weekend um, by the New York, by New York Times reporters I mean, it was preposterous the way it was framed, right? It's saying, oh, no. yeah, Trump was trying to hold on to documents to trade them for Russiagate documents, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, again, the way it was framed is as the New York Times and the Washington Post have been reporting things for the last several years, it's nonsense. But the essential kernel is that this is about, this is about Russiagate. And this is about the evidence that the deep state framed Donald Trump evidence that the deep state has been going after Donald Trump as well as Donald Trump aides. And now, as we see with January 6th, um, after Donald Trump supporters. So I am, uh, I am thrilled that the Supreme Court, uh, that the Supreme Court is going to play its, uh, its rightful part in this right now. And I hope that we have more and more clarity. And I still hope, 
I'm still optimistic that we're going to see these documents at some point and the people responsible for undermining uh, for undermining the Trump presidency, for interfering in the 2016, 2018 and 2020 elections will be held accountable for the criminal conspiracy they're a part of. Well, uh, from your lips to God's ears, we're all hoping for exactly that. Lee Smith, we uh, always give, as you know, our, our guests the, the last word. Um, and if you would, your concluding thoughts. My conclu- I, In the event, I, of course, I hope we do. But in the event we don't get to speak again before the election next month, um, I just I, I just want to say I, I hope that um, everyone will go out there and um, it's not just doing your duty, but it's enjoying your right as an American. And, and enjoying this great right where we get to choose our leaders, where we get to see where we see what's happening and we get to make a choice. And we say, you know what? That's not right. That's not what I signed up for. This guy said one thing. Now it's about something else. Or I don't like that. I don't like what's happening in the schools. I don't like what they're saying and doing to my children. Um, I don't like what they're doing to uh, American workers. And um, it, it's just an enormous day. And everyone on that day. Election day is equal. Doesn't matter how much money you have or how broke you are or uh, or what. We're all equal. All of our votes matter. And that is just such I mean, it's just it's like an American holiday as great as as great as July 4th, um, as great as as great as Thanksgiving. It's it's a wonderful celebration of what it means to be uh, an American. And so I hope, Lou, that all of your great audience enjoys that enjoys that great right, this enormous privilege it is to be American. And uh, God bless America. And um, please, let's let's push these lunatics out of office. It's getting dangerous. Amen, brother. Thanks so much. We appreciate Thank it. You. Lee Smith, Thank you, Lou. great American. God bless you. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Tomorrow here, our guest will be Asia expert, author Gordon Chang as the Chinese Communist Party appears ready to bestow Xi Jinping an unprecedented third term as president of the People's Republic of China. What five more years of Xi's absolute power over China will mean to the West. That's tomorrow. Please join us. Until then, God bless you, and may God bless America.